Welcome to Couch Buddies. I'm Kia. I'm Michelle. And today we're talking about It Takes Two. Yes. The Mary Kate Nash movie. Yeah. Not, <laughs> there's about three different things. We've been oh, yes. There. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The Mary Kate Nashley 1995 It Takes Two. Mm hmm. Um, it stars Mary Kate Nashley Olsen, Kirstie Alley, Steve Gutenberg, uh, and Jane Sibbett. I think that's how you say it. Is but, that Clarice? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name either. Uh, if you haven't seen it, the uh, the synopsis of this movie is outspoken Amanda and quiet, refined Alyssa swap identities in a plan to bring Roger, Alyssa's father, and Diane, Amanda's social worker, closer together. It has a Rotten Tomatoes rating of 8%. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's my favorite thing. And an IMDb of 5.8 out of 10. Huh. Eight. Woof. I mean, it's a very Kate Nashley movie. And <laughs> and to be fair, this is going to sound really weird. Okay, I have to explain something before we start. Oh, oh boy. Get out the qualifiers I, now. I am... Two weeks older than Mary Kate and Ashley Olsen, something like that. Two two and a half weeks. Uh-huh. I was a massive fan, so much so my best friend and I would call each other Mary Kate and Ashley. Oh, like, honey. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We had a friend who we called Lizzie too. Honey. <laughs> yeah. I, this was probably when we were like eleven years, ten, eleven years old. Like, like in that that right. age range. So I was the tomboy, and mm-hmm. my friend was the prissy, prim, prim and proper one. So, so this movie like hit all of those like all of those notes for us. Uh-huh. I, I, we were probably like seven or eight when we started, like probably eight ish. Because that's when I'm trying to think when they're like, because because I had okay, here we go. This is this is where we dealt <laughs> with the fact that I, I I lived this life. <laughs> judgy faces ready. You can judge, but I don't care because I was a child and they were they're the same age as me. So so there's a anyway. So you have this movie. Then you have all of the mystery movies they did, which I think I saw four or five of those. I owned. I thought they were younger for those. Well, I, I don't know about yeah. the age. I'm saying I owned. Uh, I owned some of the mystery movies. Uh, I owned like one of the first couple, and then the ones my sister loved were the ones that take place at Sea World, and then on a cruise. Mm-hmm. In fact, my sister and I loved them so much as a, as a joke the other day. We got on YouTube and watched a couple of them just because it was hilarious and it was so bad. I know you and, and your sister. This is not surprise me that this is a thing you did. We watch horrible stuff all the time. Uh, but we wa- so we watched so we had those on VHS. We'd recorded off something. Uh, we had like one of their movies called like Let's Party or something like that. It was a sleepover party. Ay Elizabeth Olsen shows up in that. Just yi. She's also in. Yeah, you're right. It is when they're younger because she's also in their one of their uh, their mystery movies. They sing a song like I just saw it because she was on like Jimmy Fallon and Jimmy Fallon brought it up. Oh my god! It was like B U T T out or something like that. Like that was what it was oh called. Oh my god! Yeah. It, so like I I was deep in in the love of them. Like, I owned this movie. I owned movies that were much later, that, that came out later. Billboard Dad, which I still think is a good movie. I still, I haven't watched it in years and years and years. I could be 100% wrong. Uh, but I owned Billboard Dad. I owned Winning London. I owned Passport to Paris. You, um, my sister yeah, owns the no, four no, no. pack. You, you still like you, uh, it happens at least every couple of months. You will bring up passport to Paris for seemingly no reason at all. Really? I didn't know I did that. No, 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 like, we, we 
be talking about something and somehow, you know, in Passport to Paris. <laughs> well, because Passport to Paris has a lot of really fun stuff in it. Um, Our Lips Are Sealed is another one that I really mm-hmm. liked growing up. The, like the big, the big four, four or five were probably this one. But this one, they're they're younger because they're only they're only nine in this one. Yeah, and then Billboard Dad and all those they're they're quite a bit older. They're teenagers, mm-hmm. and like I watched so little time. I watched uh, Two of a Kind. I think was the other name. Like I I was deep into it because literally we were the same age, and I thought that was the coolest thing ever. I watched Full House. On Full House, their name is Michelle. Mm-hmm. Come on, how could oh, I, I know? How could I not immediately <laughs> be deep into that? Like as a child. So so yeah, my sister was yeah. much cuter and and stuff, but she, so so there was there's this whole thing like my sister even now she's I don't remember, but she actually bought the the four pack of DVDs of like Kimmy's what twenty seven something like that. Uh, what year is it? Yeah, twenty seven. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, how old did you just turn? Subtract well, five. That's not how I do it actually. <laughs> she was born in an even year, and so I I math it from there. Got it. She was born in ninety. So I can math it really easy by going, what year is it? And it was the end of 90, so right. I always subtract one. But anyway, so I remember. <laughs> but she owns the four, like, like it was a Walmart four-pack. Right. Of, of like, their thing. So so when I say that, like, we, we were fans of theirs, like, did they have, like, a... I, we only owned their movies. I don't remember owning, like, a lot of the the clothes or anything like that. Cause I've always been a bigger girl. So I could never wear like their clothes and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I also like to be for real, even now admire them for the things that they, oh, yeah. they did. I mean, dual star productions, which wasn't, did not do this film, but did basically all their other films was their company. Mm-hmm. They owned it. They were, yeah. So they owned all of their own brands. They did all their own stuff. I, I think that is one of the like smartest things I've ever seen. So they retired when they were like 18, 19. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, I, own, I by the time, there was a, one they did when they were like 16 and got their licenses. By that time, I was out. Like, I was done by that mm-hmm. time. I want to say Winning London was like the last one that I really watched. Which, if you go back and watch it, it's got a young, um, oh man, what is his name? He played on House. Uh, he was, uh, oh man. He, he I know married, exactly what you're talking yeah. about. It's it, Jesse, and I can't Jesse remember. Jesse on House, yeah. yeah I He's he's in that. No, no, his real name his is real Jesse. Name is Jesse. I just something. can't remember his last name. Whatever, he's on there, and, and it's just it's a really enjoyable like looking back on it. That's where probably some of my London love like probably fell in love with that movie more because of that because I already loved like British stuff and mm-hmm. and everything. But yeah, so so yeah, that's a lot to say that yeah, I'm I'm got I'm, nostalgia goggles on with this. Isn't movie. Isn't Padalecki in one of these I'm New sure York Minute, t- which okay. I was way too old for? I didn't watch okay. it until a couple of years ago for Padalecki. And I fast-forwarded through 60% of the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so so all that to say that I was deep in this boat. And so there's Jesse some... Jesse Spencer. That was going to Jesse drive Spencer, me crazy. Yeah. Sorry. It's fine. So there are some nostalgia, like, goggles with me. Mm-hmm. And this movie, also, I love Steve Gutenberg, and I've watched Steve Gutenberg since I was a little, little kid uh, It with uh, three, three, three Men and a Baby. Because my mom is a Tom Selleck fan girl. Oh, I know this about your mom. Like, my mom... You tell me the Magnum P.I. stories. Growing up, my mom, the new show Magnum P.I., uh, my mom won't even give a chance because it's not Tom Selleck. Mm -hmm. Tom Selleck's not in it, so she won't even touch it with a 10-foot pole. So she just keeps watching Blue Bloods. Exactly. Um, She had, like, I mean, to this day, like, when Magnum P.I. reruns would come on when we were children, Mm -hmm. she would run into the room for the end of the credits because he does this, like, eyebrow-like thing. 
and, and like my mom has a huge like this is what I my mom has a crush on him right he's old enough to be my grandfather my sister has a crush on Donnie Wahlberg who's old enough to be her father so it's really weird and I blame both of them I don't have that so much at, like George Clooney but I think everybody likes George Clooney so I don't think that counts mm. I don't know that's my oldest, like, it's like, that's like we've gone from Mary Kate Ashley to Magnum anyway, P.I. My point so being, like, was, I was going to the Steve Gutenberg thing. So yeah, I've seen Steve Gutenberg for years and years and years and have loved him for years. Mm-hmm. And Kirstie Alley I have loved for years and years oh, and years. yeah. Can't even tell you where I first saw her because we did not watch Cheers. I was like, so I know for it was me, that. For me, it would have been Cheers. I, I was, what is this way? I was around when my parents were watching Cheers because mm-hmm. we had, um... Because there, there's a running gag in the show, and I, I don't remember seeing this, but it was something like my dad used to talk about all the time of how, uh, it, how Sam would Ted Danson's character mm-hmm. always had, um, <clears throat> he'd like have some cologne that he'd like like splash on or something like that, and call it like Sammy sauce, mm-hmm. um, because my dad had a very specific type of cologne. That he used to wear, and every like many years running, like that was the gift that I got him for whatever occasion, you mm-hmm. know, whenever he was running low. And and every time I got him a bottle, he'd immediately like open it up, splash it, and he'd call it Stacy Sauce. <laughs> and so, um, I was like, that was the only thing that I knew about Cheers, but I know that had to be the first place that I saw Kirstie Alley. Yes, that and Look Who's Talking, that would probably be yes, it. Look Who's Talking because, yeah. um. This is a thing that, you know, people are probably not going to remember except for olds like us. Um, when uh, when satellite TV first became a thing, mm-hmm. you literally had, like, a 10-foot dish in your backyard. Like, it wasn't, like, the little, like, direct TV satellite that you could, you know, put <laughs> onto your house. These you could not put onto a house. They were too damn big. <laughs> And so, um, the kind of, like, it wasn't, it was just, like, channels that you got from having a satellite. You had East Coast channels and West Coast channels. And so, basically, if something came on the East Coast channel, like, you could watch it. And then three hours later, you could watch it again. And then if those channels did repeats, you could watch the same thing, like, four times in one day. It was great. I, I used to do that all the time. I would watch the same episode of Little House on the Prairie three times in one day, and it was mm-hmm. fantastic. I remember those days. Yeah. So that's I, that's what I remember most about this movie is that it was one of those that would be on, like, HBO Kids. Mm-hmm. And I was home by myself during the summers, and so I would watch this multiple times a day. Just because it was on. And the, the same thing could be said of um, of Look Who's Talking. Mm-hmm. Because Kirstie Alley is my favorite thing about this movie. Yes. Oh, Kirstie Alley's so good in this. Like, she, she is my favorite thing about it. There are it. things in this movie that don't work great. Yeah. Kirstie Alley's not one of them. And I was going to say, there are things that don't necessarily work great that haven't aged well. That's you know, fair. Just, just due to the, just the time in which it was yeah. made. Yeah. Um, but good lord, like Kirstie Alley's performance, like it's it's like it's it's classic. It's ageless. Like there's a moment later in the movie when she is pacing and having this monologue. Mm. It's my favorite thing in the movie, and like we'll talk about it in a second. It's but so like, good. but yeah, like I love Kirstie Alley, and yeah, look who's talking. 
was probably the first thing. Look who's talking to, look who's talking now. Those used and to be on like back to back to back on TBS. Can we agree that the first two look who's talking movies are great and the third one is kind of Okay, junk. so here's the thing. Oh, I really no. liked the third one. It had the dance, the dream dance sequence, and I loved that so much. Oh, man. Watching John Travolta dance oh. with Kirstie Alley was one of my favorite I moments. think for me, like, because I had, because I had the, like, okay. When but it, yes, it was when, Yeah, yeah. When it came to talking animals, like, to me, it mm-hmm. didn't get better than the Homeward Bound movies. And Never. so, and so, yeah, that one just always fell a little flat for yeah, me. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah. But yeah, so Kirstie Alley, like she's she's a queen. She's I love so her. funny, and like, like I just I love her I, so much. And then of course Jane Sibet uh, Sibet. I don't know how to say it. Whatever. She is Ross's ex wife and friends. Like yes. that's that's the only thing I really know her from, <laughs> which is sad. And this. So when yeah. we were watching Friends, and I was like, why is this chick so familiar to me? <laughs> she's Clarice. She's Clarice. Like. There are certain things in this movie that I, like, I was watching it and I remembered every plot point in this oh, movie. Oh, yeah. Except for one. And it, I didn't remember him going to the camp. I, I didn't, I just... How do you not remember him going to the camp? Like Because... The, the food fight is the most iconic okay. thing in this movie. Well, because, as we talked about earlier off mic, I confuse this movie, like, in my head, the <laughs> movies of, the memories of this movie... And The Parent Trap with Lindsay Lohan. Which was made in 98. So three years later, get a bit mushed. Yeah. Because they're both at a camp. They both have a blonde stepmother devil. Yes. Uh, like, like, so I get them a little bit. They both have the, servants. The 90s, the 90s was very, like, very big on that, like, ridiculous blonde evil stepmother. Yes. Well, and this is very much the Prince and the Pauper meets the parents. Yes. yes. Yes, yes, And so, I mean, very much a so. lot of it is based on Prince and the Pauper, it's, but... It leans more toward the Prince and the Pauper, but... Especially in the beginning. And yes. then it goes parent trap. trap in the middle. But yeah, like... I don't know. There's something I don't buy about the. It would have been more fun if, like, she actually had been her sister or something. Like, that would have been, like it would have been weird. But like, I don't know. It just, I just it's hard yeah, to buy no, no, the. No. I always have trouble buying the people who look exactly alike thing. I know it. I know it can supposedly happen, or at least people who look enough alike. Yeah. To no see to me if they had been if they had been uh, sisters. It like, would have been too much. It would have been too much because that is like an pretty much an exact plot line of a soap opera that I used to watch. Well, so the other thing I was going to bring up because I forgot to write his name down, but the guy who plays Vincenzo, I uh, the oh butler, gosh. I only know him from one other thing, and that is the First Wives Club. He's <laughs> Uncle Car- he's Uncle Carmine. Yes, he's Bette Midler's Uncle, Uncle Carmine, Carmine. Which that is a fantastic movie that we won't be covering, but you should watch it because it's. Oh, I love that it's movie. It's a phenomenal movie. Like, they're supposed to be doing a TV show now or something. Like, the Paramount mm-hmm. used to be Spike, now Paramount is. Yeah, I don't want that. <laughs> I want Diane Keaton, Goldie Hawn, and Bette Midler forever. There's no one better. <laughs> but anyway. But yeah, I know him from that. So for me, like, seeing him as a butler just messes me up because he's a crime boss. I know. Like, well, like... <laughs> We're kind of like going off on a whole bunch of tangents because I'm I'm realizing that like there's just not a whole lot to talk about with this movie. I mean, we can talk about the movie if you want. There's some stuff in it I really like. (laughs) That's kind of what we do. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. Uh, There's some stuff in it I really like. I really like the orphan caseworker stuff. Yes. With Diane and Amanda, which is Mary Kate Olsen. Yes. Don't ask me why I know that. 
but I do. At this point, I'm no, I, I don't <laughs> need to ask. Um, the Butkus family plotline, I don't love, but I. I like how it ends. Yes. Like that he gets CP that he gets child services called on him because yeah, that yeah, there, there's a family called the Budkisses in stat in Staten Island who they want to adopt Amanda and you find out they've got like, what is it? Like seven, seven or eight. Yeah. They, they have at least six other adopted children and one of their own and they use them for like, child labor in their salvage yard. In the salvage yard the dad runs, yeah. Except for except for Harry Jr. He doesn't have to. He's management. He's management. He doesn't have to do anything he doesn't want to do. It's one of those things because when when I was a kid watching this movie, mm-hmm. this is going to sound so stupid. When I was a kid watching this movie, it didn't feel like a kid's movie. Now re-watching it, I'm like, it's very much a kid's movie. But they do throw some plot lines Plot lines in for the poor parents had to sit through it. Yes, exactly. And there, there are some, like, I remember this being more of a romance than it is. Exactly. But it does have a lot of romantic elements to it. I, not a lot. Well, I mean, it has romantic elements, but not a lot. Yeah, that's fair. A, a lot of it is focused on the girls trying to get them to, trying to get Diane and Roger together. Yes. And... <laughs> it's focused more on shenanigans. I always, like, one of the things I remember that I think about this movie is the opening scene with Amanda playing ball, like stick ball or whatever <laughs> yes. it is. Uh, Play and, stick ball. And you've got Kirstie Alley's head pop out the window and they ye- she yells yeah. down at her. Like, that that dialogue, like, their relationship in this movie. Yes. I will say that. I think the girls' relationship with Steve Gutenberg and Kirstie Alley's characters mm-hmm. are phenomenal. Yes. I think that when I first started watching it, uh, Alyssa, which is Ashley, I believe. Like, don't quote me, but I'm pretty I sure. I want to say, like, I was looking at it, and, like, they kind of traded off. That makes sense, too. Yeah. But there's there's a way that that the, the girl who plays Alyssa at the beginning speaks that mm-hmm. is that felt very child actory, very not good. And then I realized it was on purpose, and that kind of changed how I viewed the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning, I was like, oh, God, I don't know if I can sit through this whole movie if she's going to be like this the whole time. And then, then she played, you know, she, she switched and played the other one and she didn't, she lost that. Mm-hmm. And the other one picked that very exact form of speaking. Yeah. I was like, okay, so this is an intentional, like, this girl is so straight laced. She has to speak eloquently and, and cut her, not, like, this is an intentional thing, not a, I'm a bad actress thing. Mm-hmm. Because I thought it was a bad actress thing at first. <laughs> no, like, right, it's, no, it, it was basically, it was just, it's just shorthand. For kids yeah. to be, like, especially like since the target audience for this movie yeah. is children. Yes. Like that's how you know, oh, she's, she's the prim and proper one because she's speaking very precisely and eloquently. Yes. And I mean, when you like, I, I didn't think it could be her acting. Cause like you look at, granted, I don't think full house, like full house, one of those shows that you go back and rewatch as an adult and you're like, oh, what was I thinking? <laughs> but she is a, she'd already had so many years of experience. Yeah. Both of them had already had so many years of experience going into this. I mean, they probably had as many hours on tape as their co-stars. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, you have that whole, like, she's coming home, and she played Chopin, and da-da-da-da-da-da. I will say that's one of my favorite gags in the movie. Chopin? Yeah. It's like, I didn't want to play uh, Chopin. Um, yeah, that that's another one of those scenes that has stuck in my head. Same here. Well, because there's, like, the skipping ahead. They switch places... Because the camp, which I did not remember this part either, the camp was started by her mom. 
by, by Alyssa's, Alyssa's mother. mother. Yeah. That was her project. She yeah. died giving birth to Alyssa. I didn't remember that. I, I, I was like, that. wow. I was like, oh yeah. They See, just like, happened that, to have a camp next door to this no, million dollar like, mansion. That, that's all the, like, that's all stuff that I, I vividly remember about. See, I don't remember that part because to me that part was, especially as a kid, and I haven't watched this movie in probably mm-hmm. 20 years, maybe 15 years. So, yeah, so to it's me like, that was incidental. Like it just didn't stick with me. So so Amanda ends up like taking a dare to go over to the Callaway house, which is the name of Yeah. Well this this house, they like this lake house, mm-hmm. they haven't used it since Alyssa's mom died. Yeah. So this is Alyssa's first time being at this house. Yes. And so you have so you have these kids who've been coming to this camp and they see this mansion across the lake where to them nobody lives. And so of course it's haunted. Yes, naturally. Yeah. Yeah, so so she gets she gets mistaken dared. for yeah Alyssa at that when she goes over there because of a dare and and five yeah, they, bucks and she does it for the money she doesn't because she doesn't think it's haunted at all yeah she, until Amanda goes over because she's yeah. dared to ring the doorbell and when she does it happens at the moment that Alyssa has decided to run away because her dad is getting remarried yeah and. To a woman that she doesn't like. Yeah. And that's the bigger part of it. He didn't tell her he was dating anyone. He didn't tell her he was dating. He just, she shows up home from school for the summer. Oh yeah, we're getting married in a month. Yeah. I'm sorry, what? Come again? That's, oh, I did. The one thing that, one of the things that I had forgotten about this movie is the line, like where uh, Roger, the the dad is talking to Alyssa and he's, he's saying, he's like, oh, but Clarice loves children. I'm, Pretty sure. I mean, you're the only child I've ever seen her with, but I'm sure she loves kids. Like, come to think of it, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just sure. like, dude, this is a thing you vet beforehand. Yeah, because because he's basically you get the idea. He's basically getting married specifically to give his daughter a mother. Mm-hmm. Like, and, and that's a they that's flat a, out say that. Yeah, well, I mean, there's no like he he says yeah I, I care about her, but he he cares about his daughter having a mother. He doesn't believe he'll ever find what he had with Kathy, mm-hmm. and so. Then Alyssa runs away, like, I'm running away, and happens to change into a very similar outfit. They're both wearing overalls and vaguely the same colored shirt. But one's is shorts. One's overall shorts. One's overall shorts. One is, like, like long, long baggy, because she doesn't Be- have things that are fitting, because she's an orphan. It was also the 90s. That's both, true. Both of those types of overalls were very much in fashion. Oh, absolutely. I believe I had both types at different points. Samesies. But yeah, so you have all like all that happening. But so the girls decide once they realize what's happened and who they are, and mm-hmm. in one of the worst scenes in the movie, in my opinion, when they run into each other in the in the forest, like I, it, even as a child, I was like, really, can't you just have like seen each other? Why do you have to actually hit each other? Like I can tell you're not actually looking behind you as you're running because this is a children's movie and we have to have some element of physical comedy, I guess. But even as a nine year old, I I was not amused by that. So they sit down, and they talk about it, and Amanda's like, oh, please, I've driven off tons of prospective parents. I've got this. Yeah. And so you get her going to the engagement party, which is the thing that has stuck in my head my entire life. The scene where she takes the escargot and goes, (laughs) this tastes like a balloon. Yeah. I will never eat escargot because of this movie. Like, never even try it because of this movie. And then, you know, she, she... you have the mother, my dear stepdaughter, who I absolutely adore. Yeah, that's always been, like, mm-hmm. I remember that part. The, the clear as glass, I can see right through you and dropping the escargot in the champagne. Mm-hmm. That is, like, I don't even know why, but that is just, like, stamped, stamped, stamped into memory. my brain. Yeah. 
I don't, and, and that's where the chopping gag comes in because she can't say Chopin. As a child, I didn't know what Chopin was, so I thought chopping sounded right to me. I didn't get why it was funny for a long time. Like, it, not a long time, but until some, like, my mom or somebody was like, that's because it's supposed to be Chopin. Oh, okay. Haha, mm-hmm. that's really funny. But then you have Alyssa trying to fit in with kids when it seems like she doesn't have any friends. Yeah, we get. She goes to like a year-round boarding school. Not yet. No, she goes to. It's not year-round yet. I was like the, the way that it seemed because that's the whole thing is uh, Clarice is going to send her to a year-long boarding school. I was gonna say because it's the the way that the movie very first starts off is that she is at a boarding school and comes home for and, the summer and giving a Chopin recital. Yeah, yeah. And, she, and she comes home for the summer, and that's. But Clarice later on threatens to send her to a year round, right. so she won't even get summers with her dad anymore, kind of thing. Um, the fake fainting gag has has always like my girlfriend and I used to do that. Like one of us would catch the other. Mm-hmm. Just one of those gags that, that we used to do at church, <laughs> believe it or not. I believe it. Nobody ever believed it, but but yeah, so so that like they decide that in order to, that Diane is amazing, so we have to get dad and Diane together mm-hmm. because he will love Diane way more than he could ever love Clarice. And mm-hmm. so they arrange a knight in shining armor moment, which is cute but super dangerous. Don't try that at home. <laughs> Uh, mm-hmm. where, where they get Diane. Because Diane, the other thing that I wanted to talk about a little bit, at the beginning of the movie, when Diane takes Amanda to the butt kisses home, mm-hmm. I can't believe a straight face, but Amanda is getting out of the car. She's like, why don't you just adopt? Why don't you just, uh, so adopt me then. Yeah. They're not going to let me adopt you based on my salary. You know, like, I, yeah. Besides you deserve a mother and a father. So get a <laughs> husband. Well, it's not that easy. It's not like buying a car. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and that, yeah, yeah, it has to be that can't eat, can't sleep, reach for the stars over the fence, fence. world series kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, and that's, that is like what love is in this movie. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to like, that's the thing to keep in mind in this movie. Cause it comes up four four different times, I think at least four, but yeah. So Alyssa, or not Alyssa, Amanda is doing her best to get rid of, of, Clarice. of Clarice. And then Clarice goes, goes away the next day. I loved the gum in the hair bit. She mm-hmm. spits gum in, in the woman's hair. She doesn't find it until she's like heading back to New York. Speaking of somebody who did get gum in oh, their yeah, hair as a kid and had to have their hair cut. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not fun. It's not fun, but she deserves it kind of thing. Like, that's what you feel like. Yeah. Like, it's kind of like, yeah, okay, that's... I'm a horrible person. We're okay with bad things happening to you. I will, uh, like, I have my note here, like... Uh, on the Alyssa side of things while she's over at the camp, trying like watching her try to eat sloppy joes like a regular human. That's that that bit always got me. The, the whole part where they're eating the sloppy joes, I've always been like, I don't eat sloppy joes like that. I'm nine. I would never. That's disgusting. Like the one kid who's eating like the top bun, and it's just it's a it's, really weird scene for me. You're 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 watching like children, like yeah. eat like carnivore like yeah, animals like it's just and it's just tries, it's carnage and she takes like a small bite <gasps> and mm-hmm. she can't she's never had sloppy joe before which i don't i mean i buy that because i feel like you get that roger's a normal dude who got lucky like that's mm-hmm. what he tells diane yeah he's like i just got lucky and lucked into this like i made the right investment essentially i bought the right thing at the right time mm-hmm. and he's a normal dude yeah but he has raised his daughter not that way. He's raised her like she has a butler. She's closer to Vincenzo than she is her own father at times. Yeah. And that's the other thing Amanda is getting out of being 
in Alyssa's shoes is she gets to have a dad and see what it's like to have a mm-hmm. parent. And that like, that's the, one of the parts in that moment when he puts her to bed and she's like, I like having a dad, having a dad. And he goes, well, I like having you for a daughter, mm-hmm. but he doesn't understand like the weight yeah. of that moment, but it's such a good moment for mm-hmm. Amanda. Like, and, and I love that kind of stuff. I'm very big, like found family. We've talked about this. We're both really big found family people. And Diane and Amanda are found family. They, yeah. They are each other's family. And, like, the once again, we talked about this already, but the chemistry between Kirstie Alley and whichever twin it is. Oh, yeah. Actually, both twins is is just really good. It's really enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's believable. And when she starts spending time with Steve Gutenberg, yeah. it becomes pretty believable, too. Mm-hmm. Not a lot of other stuff in this movie is that believable. No. Clarice is a little bit mustache whirly. But it's a children's movie, so... Yeah, in in these kind of movies, like, you have to have an absolutely 100% clearly defined villain. Yeah. Because, like, we were talking about both, like we said off mic, both of us kind of, uh, like, a smash-up of this and the parent trap mm-hmm. kind of in our heads. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was the same way in in the, the Lindsay Lohan version is like that stepmother one in the Haley Mills version too. It's like, I don't remember her being like, Oh, as, she's bad. It's like, I don't remember her being as horrible, but like, I also don't remember like the things that they do to her being nearly as horrible. It's like, they're more like minor annoyances. Oh yeah. They're way more minor annoyances, but they, but she deserves worse. Like she deserves what the one is like. Uh, yeah. I because just, she, in the original, I don't remember her being as terrible. She's immediately like, because the one this is way off topic, sorry guys. But it's a Haley Mills movie. Haley Mills overhears when she comes in showing the house to to some people and she's talking about all the stuff she's gonna change and it's not quite as mustache twirly in that she's not trying to like steal the vineyard. Because mm-hmm. that's basically what's what's happening here. She's trying to like this one wants to marry him, but immediately the child is no longer going to be there. She's like, we're not going to have that around the house. We won't have to yeah. worry about that. And like immediately she is like to me just as bad because she is getting rid of the child immediately she she's like they're like well do you want to be a mom kind of thing she's like well she's not going to be here like that mm-hmm. i'm i've got a, a thing in switzerland all lined up or something like yeah which they do something really similar in the Lindsay lohan one yeah I but remember. i remember really hating the woman in the Haley mills one too <laughs> at this point all i really remember about the because it, it's been so it's been at least 20 years since yeah. i've seen the original Haley mills parent drop so pretty much all I remember is that Maureen O'Hara is fabulous and the let's get together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have that song somewhere. Yeah, I and I grew up on that. My grandma had that movie. I had the, she had The Parent Trap and then The Parent Trap 2, and, yep. which is a weird movie because, like, they're grown-ups in that one. Yes. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. There, there were several of those yeah. movies. Yeah, and I love Haley Mills. Like, I've... Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Pollyanna is another one I grew up with. Like... Yeah, you you and I were of that era where we saw a lot of those Disney movies. Yeah. Because they were constantly on. My grandma had one called In Search of the Castaways. was with Marie Savant mm-hmm. Chevalier and her. Yep. Which is great. But anyway, so, yeah, the, the stepmother is kind of a, a trope in a lot of these movies. And I think it still happens today, but I don't watch well, as many kids' movies. And to be it's like the stepmother, like going way, way, yeah. way, way back. The yeah. stepmother is a trope of fairy tales, exactly. And so this was just the the hyper realized nineties version. Yeah. Of well, when that. Clarice comes back from New York, how much do you hate what she wears? Because I hate I hate everything she wears in this movie. I don't mind like I don't mind like her her dress at the the engagement party is pretty. It's like. She's clearly trying I, to draw the eye in the dress you first see her in because it's got the frills on the boobs. 
Like, I know I hate everything that she's wearing in this movie, but I also hate a lot of what Steve Gutenberg wears in this yeah. movie because he's wearing super high waisted mom jeans. <laughs> I love what he, but that's the nineties. I love the outfit that I love with him is the one where he rescues Kirstie oh out. Like gosh. he rescues Diane on the horse. Oh, he is so like Prince it's, charming. It's so like flowy pirate shirt. Well, like I feel like uh, Amanda went through his closet and went, no, 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 you have to wear this today, dad. I said so. Oh man. Like, cause that's what I feel like happened because she knows Diane is a very big romantic at heart. And to be rescued by a man on a white horse, you know, you know, flowy, like, I mean, what she probably, what Amanda would not know, but we would know is a bodice ripper, you know, yeah. bodice ripper cover. Like, that kind of thing. Like, yeah. that, that's very how he looks when he rescues her. Although I do crack up at the part where she's like, I'm a killer. They gave me the killer horse. They put me on a killer. They gave me the I'm killer, killer horse. Yeah, once again, Kirstie Alley is mm-hmm. just, like, so yeah, good. Yeah, like, they... And, and Steve Gutenberg's facial expressions yeah. are hilarious. He's, he's, like, he's, he's good and, at the comedy. And, like, there's the whole, like, the whole horse thing, they do a lot of their own stunts in that yeah. particular yeah, they do. thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, but yeah, because you can tell based on the cameras and stuff. But yeah, so they're they're trying to get. I, well, there yeah. are sparks. Woohoo! Well, yeah, I was like they the girls startle. Um, the girls startle Diane's horse. Like uh, Roger has to save her, and then you know they're kind of like taking it easy, walking horses, and then like he smashes his head into a tree branch and falls off his horse, and so like. You know, she, like, Diane brings him to, they go back to his mansion for, like, for some first aid, and, like, they're, they're hitting it off. Vincenzo is looking on very happy. Yes. Because what we haven't talked about is the beauty of Vincenzo in this movie. Vincenzo is the audience to some extent. Yes. He is sitting there going, this woman's the worst. Why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. Well, and to be fair, something that I had forgotten about this movie is, and it seemed a little weird, but like, eh, whatever, I get it. Vincenzo is um, Roger's best man. He's his best friend, yeah. And also his butler. And you you get the idea that they have been through a lot together. Yeah. With the death of Kathy. They don't really go into that, but the way that Vincenzo and he are together, they're family. Yeah. And so the other thing... It's it's definitely more, a little bit more familial than just, like, servant. Servant master. master. Well, because that's that's one of the things that tells you immediately how to feel about Clarice, Mm -hmm. is how she treats Vincenzo in that first, like, scene. Yeah, like, and that she's not family. Yeah, Roger and Alyssa go into the house, and she stands out there and like, oh, can't believe he didn't tell her. I can't believe he didn't tell her. And Vincenzo's standing right there, and he goes, well, maybe you just wanted to let her know in person. I'm sorry, did you think I was talking to you? Yeah. And immediately you're like, okay, we hate this woman. We're allowed to hate this woman because she treated him horribly. <laughs> like, yeah. It tells you everything you need to know about him. Or yeah. About her, I mean. Um, but yeah, I love Vincenzo's <laughs> stuff in this. Um, but yeah, so they have like sparkage. Mm-hmm. Clarice calls. So that so Diane leaves. That, as it, it's more than that. It's it's not just that Clarice calls and so Diane leaves. Yeah. It's the it's Vincenzo brings up brings out the phone, tells Roger, you know, Miss Kensington is on the phone and she is insistent. You know, like you really have to take this call, dude. And so so Roger takes and like he takes the phone and kind of holds it for a second, and then he looks at Diane and he says, "It's my Miss Kensington." And so you, you, and, yeah. But then he he goes off to the side and like and he's trying to like 
like he's trying to assuage Clarice and like basically like get her to calm her tits because she's found the gum and is flipping out. Yeah, and so like he's you know he's trying to get her to calm down, and I can't remember like if she um, like if she overhears Diane or like or what it is, but all of a sudden she's super paranoid, and and he and so he just says, well, no, it's like you know I'm I'm with a woman. Well sort of a woman it it's a meeting and so at the like sort of a woman that's when diane is like nope okay and <laughs> yeah. gets up and leaves yeah and so and he feels really bad about it so yeah he, so but there's also sparks there that he hasn't felt in a long time mm-hmm. so he comes and visits the camp the next day right after diane has gotten a phone call that amanda's being adopted by the family the Budkiss family. And she's really mad about it because she's the caseworker and she hasn't submitted a report. So how is this kid getting adopted? Well, they've already, they're such nice people and they've already got so many that they don't really need her report, which is crap, by yes, the way. Agreed. That is not true and I don't believe that's how it works. It's a kid's movie. Like, true. Lengthy, like, yeah, lengthy explanations as to, like, how that's social work works true. is, like, not gonna fly. Well, um, and, and she's promised Amanda she's gonna find Amanda a good home. Mm-hmm. Because, like I said, Amanda and she have, they are family with each other. Like, she is close to all of the kids, but you can tell there's a special bond between Amanda and Diane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. We have, like, yeah, Roger, Roger's there at the camp. You know, he goes to the camp mm-hmm. to, to apologize to Diane. She, he, he wants to invite her out for pizza in town. She gets him to stay at the camp and have, and have lunch. Macaroni and cheese. Yep. Um... And, uh, you know, he tells her, like, you know, once they've sat down, you know, that he, that since Alyssa was born, you know, when his wife died, that, you know, that this camp, it was her, it was her pet project. It was the thing that she loved. You know, she was a teacher. She loved children. You know, this was something special for her. And that ever since she died, that, like, you know, he can never come back. Well, until now. Yeah. Um, And then there's, there's... Uh, shenanigans because um, Diane wants to introduce Roger to Amanda, who is actually Alyssa at this and, moment. And even if not, they do look exactly alike. They do look so exactly. So yeah. So so Alyssa panics and is trying to like like hide and um, a food fight. Yeah, seems. basically, like her way of like getting out of being discovered is she trips a kid who's carrying a bowl full of macaroni and it lands on Roger's head. And she and the food and he throws butter at Diane. Yeah, so, Diane's yeah, because Diane's laughing at him, so he throws butter at her, and then a food fight ensues. That's the most vivid thing that I remember. I love this. that the adults started the food fight. Yes, and then like so, so then she and like. So Alyssa leaves and meets up with Amanda. Yeah. And uh, Roger and Diane go out the front door and end up Roger goes and jumps in the lake. He hasn't felt like this in a long time. Mm-hmm. And so he basically convinces Diane to jump in too. No, 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 no. He tricks her. No, 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 no. Yeah, he, he messes tricks. with her. It's the, like, um, you know, he, he goes and, like, jumps into the lake and he's like, oh, come on in. And she's like, no, 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 no. It's too cold. And... And she, she kind of makes, she makes the the joke of, you know, didn't your mother ever teach you not to swim after you eat? And he's like, he's like, oh, you've got a point. Oh no, I'm getting a cramp. And he starts pretending to drown. She comes back up and he's like, hey, what gives? I saved you. And she's like, 
And no, hold on. I have the lines. Like, I don't want to save you right now. <laughs> yeah. And so he continues to fake drowning. And so she ends up Fi- jumping in. Yeah. Finally, she jumps in. And she's like, there, I'm in. And he, he at this point has climbed out and is getting ready to jump off of a thing to like splash her. Yeah. It's like, he, like, I love like he, he kind basically like he kind of goes under the dock and like climbs up yeah. sort of like a lifeguard tower. So yeah. he's standing back on the dock. And at this point she's starting to freak out because she yeah. can't like, she can't find him in the water. And then finally, like he's just kind of standing there, and he's like, you know, a guy could drown waiting for you. I love that part. <laughs> and like, but their and their chemistry is so good, yeah, like so enjoyable, yeah. And so then you have the whole like he finds the cherry in her hair and he pulls it out. Yeah. She's like a shredded maraschino cherry in her hair, yeah, from the food fight, yeah. So he like pulls it out, and they're like about to kiss, they, yeah. And there's, there's a mere kiss, and the canoes fall, yeah. And so he's he's like, it's a sign. And he's like, I'm getting married in a month. And I just like, of course you are. And yeah. like starts to leave. She's like, let's just make this simple. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thanks for the camp. Bye, basically. Yeah. And I I loved the line. She's like, so what what was this? Just some last fling. It's yeah. like, I don't know. Like, I was hoping to find out. Yeah. Um, and then she, after before this, he has talked to his daughter uh, only it wasn't his daughter's was Amanda mm-hmm. about love. And she's like, do you love Clarice that, you know, and she does the quote from the beginning of the movie. Yes. And so at th- this point, and they're coming out of the water, Diane, Diane does the same quote. And, and he's like, I've really got to get a dictionary. Cause like, where are these people getting this kind of thing? Yeah. But it, she's like, I deserve, basically Diane's like, I deserve that. Like, I, yeah. oh, I don't absolutely. deserve, I don't deserve to be you trying to figure yourself out. Yeah. Uh, I deserve love. And I thought we could have been that. Like we had that potential. It's like, they've, this is literally the second time they've met, but they, they've got like the, the spark sparkage chemistry, I think is what she's saying. Like, yes. It could be a really intense thing between. Yes. Them. And so he goes back only to find out that Clarice has arrived. And not only has Clarice arrived, she's moved up the wedding date to tomorrow. Yeah. And she has cut her hair. It's now really short. <laughs> yeah. In a horrible, horrible haircut. Yeah. Because of the, because of the gum and that black dress. And then she's got like, I think it's Chanel earrings and necklace, like choker necklace. I don't remember. They're so nineties and hideous. Like, Oh, it's so ugly to me. Like, I just can't, I just couldn't even focus looking at her with that hair. And yeah, I just, Oh, I hated it. But anyway, um, we have the girls write letters that are really bad. They're so bad. Like, the fact that Diane buys it, I'll give you, because she works with kids. It's a really good thing that he didn't get Alyssa's letter. Because I don't think it would have flown. This is the moment where, like, I'm watching the movie and just like, good lord, adults are dumb. Yeah, it's a kid's movie. Yeah. But so Diane goes to meet him where they where he first saved her life. Mm-hmm. So she's standing under the tree in a black dress, like really cute with heels. And she's like pacing in a circle because unbeknownst to her, Clarissa said they're going back to the city to get married. Mm-hmm. So Amanda is being packed off to the city. She is fighting everything she's got. She's like, yes. my name is Amanda, not Alyssa. Like she tells everybody the truth and nobody believes her. Because nobody would. Like, yeah. Yeah. Especially after everything she's pulled. Right. And so, and on the other, on the other side of the lake, yep. we have, Alyssa, who everybody thinks is Amanda, we have, like, quote-unquote, Amanda gets adopted by the Butkus family, and they come to pick her up and get Alyssa. Yep. So, And Alyssa is smart. She immediately, as soon as she gets to a place where she can, uses the phone and calls Amanda. Mm-hmm. And she's like, what happened? 
And Savannah's like, we got taken back to the city. Your dad's getting married in two and a half hours. <sighs> well, you've got to do something because I'm stuck here. So she finally goes and tells Vincenzo. I'm adopted. <laughs> yeah. So, she, so Amanda goes and tells Vincenzo. And I love how she does it with the scars. Because he's like, she's like, you know, you're not going to believe me. So you know every scar on her body, right? Well, yeah, I know every, every scar you have. Yes, Alyssa. She's like, okay, what about this one? And this one? And this one? He goes, oh my gosh, you're not Alyssa. Okay. So I, I remembered this scene with the scars. I remembered the one on her knee was a broken bottle sliding into home plate. Um, I remembered the, the, you know, the one on the, on her foot, it was, you know, stepping on a rusty nail, sucker bled for six blocks. I did not remember the one to the back of the head when she got hit with a Roman candle. It's like, what? Oh my God. Roman candle back of the head last 4th of July. And like how she's so proud of it. Oh my God. And it's so, like that. I was like, that stuff. Like my cousins and I do. Like, yeah. oh, we will shoot fireworks at each other all damn day on the Fourth of July. But like, it's like you're nine years old. <laughs> it's like she's a tough little nine year old. It's like in my family, like you got to be at least a teenager. But yeah, so Vincenzo gets pulled into their their now plan to get yes. Diane to the wedding. Because Vincenzo's going to go tell Dad, which might have been a better plan because it would have put the wedding back. Uh-huh. Like, just a thought. He probably would have been like, yeah, we're the, not having the wedding until I find my daughter. Yeah, the fact that it, at, at one point, the fact that at one point, I can't remember what it is that uh, that Amanda is saying. Like, she's, she's tr- like, something's not working out. And Vincenzo's like, you're the brains of this operation. I'm like, why? You are a grown-ass adult. Why is the nine-year-old in charge? Because he want, doesn't want... Because... Here's what I think, okay? This is my, like, logicking it out now as an adult. Oh, boy. If he knows, because she plays to his weakness. Amanda is a shrewd little person because she basically tells him, he's, well, why, you know, kind of why shouldn't I? Because if you don't, then he's still going to marry her. Mm-hmm. And then about that time, Clarice starts yelling for him. And he's just like, yeah, okay, I'll do anything not to have this woman in my life permanently. Like, I will follow the nine-year-old's instructions to avoid this woman. Can, can I just say, like, Clarice is a horrible person, and and that that's her point in this movie, is to be, like, horrible and screechy and everything. That There is one moment that I love involving Clarice. It's when they're all kind of, like, out in the vestibule, like, waiting for, like, the actual wedding to, like, get that's going. That's the quote I wrote down. Okay. The fact, like, her dad comes running in is like, oh, I got one. It's like, I knew somebody in this church would have a Prozac. I fell off my couch laughing. Well, because then that's immediately followed by my favorite quote by her in the movie. Like, I I, I've, I have done this before. Like, I have said this. Because he's like, it's the happiest day of your life, aren't you? You know, it's the best day of your life, aren't you happy? Yeah, I'm happy. Happy, 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 happy. Let's get this show on the road! Like, just yeah. the, the immediate change yeah. in, in voice and mannerism. So, like, yes, of course I'm happy. Let's do this. Yeah. And then she actually runs past everyone because Amanda is going so slow up the aisle as the flower girl. Yeah. But Vincenzo, meanwhile, has actually gone and told Diane what's going on and basically implied legal action if Diane doesn't get yeah. Alyssa to the wedding. So you have Alyssa and Diane. Like, I love the, the moment the helicopter comes to rescue Alyssa. Yes. Because <laughs> she, Alyssa, has been telling everybody that she's Alyssa Calloway. And they're like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. And what, what, well, the Harry Buckus, the dad, is like, yeah, and I'm Princess Di. And about that time, in comes, a in Calloway comes the Calloway. Hel- 
Calloway helicopter, yeah. And it's like, Alyssa Calloway, we are here to rescue you. (laughs) Yeah. And Kirstie Alley's out of the helicopter, and she's like, come on, kid, I gotta get you to a wedding. But, like, the kid immediately jumps into her arms. Like, mm-hmm. there's there's no awkwardness, yes. there's nothing like that. Is an immediate, like, you're here to save me, my fairy mm-hmm. godmother, yay, yay, yay. <laughs> and immediately, you know, Diane turns to Harry and says, I'm calling child services on you, get out of my way, because I would love to kill you before I call them. Mm-hmm. And she would. Like, yes. Diane is the kind of woman. Diane would cut a bitch. Yeah, yeah. She She's a New York broad. Yeah. And so he gets out of the way, and off they fly, have to land in Central Park, because they can't get all the way to St. Bart's, yes. St. Bartholomew's. And so they land in Central Park, and, and they steal yeah. a they steal a carriage, and I mean, it's it's the, it's the rom-com chase in reverse, which I like. Yeah. Because it is the woman, like, it is essentially the woman chasing the man, although she's only sort of chasing the man, she's more trying to return the man's child. It, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a weird... This doesn't tick all the boxes of a rom-com. No, it doesn't. But it's fun. So so Amanda's slowly going up the aisle. Clarice loses patience and literally mows over <laughs> the bridal party. I don't understand that part. Like, honey, you've got him at this point. Don't be crazy. Like, you, oh, she man. has no reason to think that she doesn't have him. But yet she is so... Nervous because she saw him with a she saw him with a woman because yeah. she saw them in the water together yeah and so if she is that insecure and she's already rich maybe she should have rethought this whole thing <laughs> I, 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 I. Um, but so they get to the front and he's already like it's the it's the I do's and Roger <laughs> there, there's a moment like it's like when she gets up there where like. It's the the expression, it's like the only word for it is just gulp, uh-huh. like on his face. Well, because like before she comes up the aisle and they're still getting ready for the wedding, like they're getting like a few mm-hmm. minutes for the wedding, he has a conversation with Vincenzo about baseball. Yes. Only it's love, it's where baseball is the metaphor for love. Yes. And, and he's, then he ends up saying, you know, he ends up talking about the over the fence kind of thing. And then he stands up and goes, Clarice hates baseball. And turns and walks to yeah, go into the wedding. Yeah, it's so good. Like, there are some really good delivery moments yeah. in this movie that I adore. And that's one of them. Yeah. And so, yeah, so then, you know, Chloe's got to the front. And as I've said previously in this podcast, Steve Gutenberg makes great faces. And mm-hmm. the gulp face is, the, is, is a great yeah. one. And so then Diane rushes in, and he's already on the verge of saying no. Like, he's yeah, pausing at I do. Yeah, they're having the I do's, and he's thinking about his, like, three exchange or two exchanges with Diane. But t- to be fair, if you've had two exchanges with someone and you like them right. more than the woman you're supposed to marry, you probably shouldn't marry the woman you're supposed to marry. Yeah, That's sure. completely fair. And I think she reminds him of Kathy from, from yes. what we, yes, yes, yes. What we what, hear. What we get, yeah, that that Diane is reminiscent of his first wife. Yeah. She has some of the same passions and stuff. Not that she's a similar person. He, he can differentiate. Yes. But there is a, that there, that there's enough similarity that it reminds him of the type of person he wants to be with. Yes. And so he doesn't marry, marry uh, Clarice. Clarice marches down the aisle. I've never been so humiliated in my life. What a bet. And the, the dress rip is wholly unnecessary. For I, agree. Me. I agree. I was going to say that. I was like, when I was a kid, I thought it was hilarious. Looking back I, on it, I'm I like, never. Mm, I don't know funny. that she actually deserves that. That's really mortifying, and she's already been pretty mortified. Like, as a kid, I'm sure, like, I probably for, thought it was funny for a kid's movie. It's hilarious. Yeah, but, but it's just something that wasn't 
I don't think it was necessary either. Yeah. But yeah, so, and then, hi, Dad! And so he goes, wait, wait, like, he gives the, like, double, triple glance, like, what is happening? Yeah. And Kirstie Alley can't get up there, not Kirstie Alley, Diane can't get up the aisle because mm-hmm. everybody's leaving. So she goes and sits outside the chapel to wait mm-hmm. so she can take Amanda. And that's where we get, like, the kiss. And- well, hold, hold on. We have, like, this is one of my favorite exchanges is, um... When uh, when Roger goes and meets meets her outside, and you know the girls are there, he's he basically says, you know, oh well, I guess now we're even. Like you saved my life, and and Diane's response is, well, you know, I couldn't let the wrong girl go down the aisle. I, I flower girl. And he's like, we well, had it right the first. Yeah, time. you had it right the first time. Like that is my favorite exchange in this movie. Um, and then you know, like they have a moment like with the girls. Yeah. Uh, but finally, it just ends with the girls shouting at them, kiss already. Yeah. And they do. So, like, what do you have to say for yourself? And so they, they pretend to talk for a split second. Yeah. And then in unison, yell, so kiss already. Yeah. And they do. And then they buy the uh, the poor guy, the poor the, the poor man who they stole his horse, his, uh, his buggy. His horse, yeah, his horse and carriage. They, they stole it. So he has Vincenzo buy it. Yeah. Vincenzo also buys the hat for himself. Yeah. Once again, Vincenzo is yeah. one of my favorite things in this movie. And so they get in and they decide to go on a sightseeing tour of New York, and that's how the movie ends. Yeah. You get the idea that Clarissa that um Amanda is clearly going to be adopted because she and Alyssa are already calling each other sister. Yeah. And Diane and he are on the way to a relationship. Yeah. Because and okay, here's the other thing. When I was a kid, <laughs> there's a movie called Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yes. It stars Dick Van Dyke. I don't remember who else, so don't ask. But <laughs> it's all that mattered. <laughs> I'm sorry, that was great. As a child, Dick Van Dyke was the only thing that mattered in that movie. But there's a moment in the movie where the kids are rooting for their dad because because he's a, a widowed dad. Yeah, and he's rooting for their rooting for their dad to get together with this woman, and one of them is rooting for the, the kiss, and she's like, "Why do you want to kiss her? Well, if he kisses her, he has to marry her." And I said that all the time as a child. Mm-hmm. I feel that with this movie. Like, because everybody, like, they're rooting for the kiss. They're rooting for the kiss. Yeah. Oh, they didn't kiss. So what? The feelings are still there. Yeah. But no, he had to kiss her. Like, but that's the child's mentality. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But he had to kiss her, so then he has to marry her. Yeah. And we never really see him kiss Clarice. Not really. No. So, yeah, I just thought that was, like, it popped into my head at the very end of the movie. <laughs> I was like, he's kissed her. Now he's got to marry her. Yeah. I... Because rewatching this movie last night, I remembered, like, why I enjoyed it when I was a kid. Yeah. I've, like, now that I've seen it again, I probably don't need to watch it for another couple decades. Yeah. Um, as far as, like, a kid's, like, shenanigans movie, like, it's good. Like, it's, it's a good, like, family movie. In terms of a romance, like, it's super shallow. Like, yeah. I, I, maybe it's because, like, at, when I was a kid, it was like, that there was more, like, I remember there being more romance to it. Watching it now as an adult, I'm like, there's, like, hardly any. Well, the, the thing and, I will say, we don't get to see, like, everything that Diane and he talk about on the walk from mm-hmm. where they are with the horses around the lake all the way back home. Yeah. I think that there had to be some good conversation there for them to be Agreed. as it's, into it as they are. They're, I know that this is something, like, I couldn't expect from a kid's movie. Like, from a romance perspective, like, I would just like to see mm-hmm. more. Like, yeah, I would like absolutely. to be... I would like to be shown and not told. Yeah. Makes sense. So. But, yeah. So, I... I, I don't know. For me, it... 
just like I said, it was hard to dislike yeah. the movie I, because yeah. of my like childhood remembrance and my fondness I, for I it. I don't dislike it. It just for me, like I like I don't have the nostalgia goggles for it that you yeah. do. Like for me, for me, the the quote unquote like nostalgia of this movie is like I just remember like being alone in like my living room and like postponing the dishes that I was supposed to be doing. Like it's not you're like I don't have the same yeah. like you know warm feelings of felicitousness that yeah. you have. Um, so, you know, like I'm, I'm not, I'm not down. It's just from like, as an adult, like rewatching it for the purposes of this podcast. I'm like, yeah, there's like zero romance. So this is like, it's like there's a start. Like there, like there's something, there's something there and I want more of what's there. Yeah. But for what this kind of movie is, we aren't going to get that. Exactly. So how do you rate this movie? Uh, I give it a three out of five. It's not great, but it's it's one that I could just sit there and like. It's a Hallmark movie in some ways. Like I could just sit there ways, and watch yeah. through it. Yeah, and so I don't think it's horrible. I think it's enjoyable to an extent. I'm gonna go two and a, two and a half. That's fair. <laughs> I've also got the nostalgia yeah. factor. In, in yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Understandable, and I, that I have had that many times before as well. Yeah. So, well, I do think they stay. We didn't do the stay together thing. I do think I, I don't know if they get married. Like I don't know if they stay together. But I do think they stay as a family. Like yes. even if they don't stay together, there are there they are still parents to those girls. Like I think that Agreed. is that's what at the end of the movie at the end of the day, that's what the movie is kind of See, that, that's, about. I think like that's my problem like with this movie is like we aren't we like there's not enough data to suss out like a hypothesis of whether they could stay yeah. together. That's fair. So that's fair. So it's like I'm like, I don't know. Like, sure, it seems likely. It's like, if you were reading this as a book, this would be the first book in the series. And then you'd yeah. want to read how, what happened next. Yeah, pretty much. Like, without the kids. You want to yeah. read what happens next. pretty much. So. so, yeah, that's it for me. All right, I have nothing else to add, so I think that'll get it for this episode of Couch Buddies. We will catch you next time. Bye! Bye! If you enjoyed this episode of Couch Buddies, why not leave us a rating and review over on iTunes? And, while you're at it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on your podcast app so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can find us by searching on social media. We're Couch Buddies Pod on Twitter, on Tumblr at couchbuddies.tumblr.com, and you can email us at couchbuddiespod at gmail.com.